We're back, Gerard. That'll be the leave down in the comments below at the end of the video. What is your favorite type of Dorito? Leave it in the comments. There we go. All okay. right. We're talking about Doritos today because we've got nothing better to talk about. We're going to talk about going back to school, kind of, maybe. But if you've ever watched the show before, you know that we usually don't stick to what we They're think They're all kind of maybes. About. Yeah. Get used to it. So if you enjoy watching two dudes that are pretty cool and pretty lame at the same time have a conversation, then, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is going to be. So, yes. But it's really not that bad. I put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of work into the editing and stuff like that, so it's not, like, boring as hell and monotonous and... All that type of stuff. So, yeah. And even if you don't like it, you know what? That's cool. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down and leave right now. Okay. All right. Gerard, it's almost back to school season. Justin, are you excited? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because neither of us are really going back to school. What a coincidence. Well, why don't you explain? You want to explain to the audience real quick why you're not going back to school? We, yes. ex we explained my reason multiple times. Yes. but Yes, we haven't talked about Gerard's reason multiple times. But in the event that you're new here, Gerard went to... Full Sail University, oh, yeah. he got a bachelor's degree in like 20 months, and now he's done. Um, I'm not going back to school because I have 70 college credits. I am a, I almost said graduated sophomore. I don't think that really makes sense, but I've completed two years of college. Graduated cylinder. Up until this point, and I have 70 college credits, and I work at Walmart, and Walmart has this benefit program where they partnered up with this other company program thing that you can... You could go to school for a dollar a day and get a bachelor's degree for that. Actually, there's there's different elements to it. You can get like, like if you never got out of high school, you can get a GED for free, I think, and all this other type of stuff. And you can like learn a language for free and do these types of things. But wow, that, all those programs yeah. sound super cool. Yeah, but I'm doing the dollar a day college one, and so I will be going to school online while working full time. So I'm not going back to school physically, but, I'm like but mentally, going to be taking yes. classes by going home. At the end of the day, after I'm done, you know, putting peppers where the peppers go, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's our back to school situation. But this is also kind of like the first time we're both not going back. Well, the thing with you and Full Sail was like, you kind of went and then you didn't, you never didn't went leave. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no back because, to school yeah, for me. I mean, there, I mean, it was a I week at a time. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of was like over. Like you can't. No, there would there like, would be there would be a week for summer. Yeah, there'd be like a a like week for Christmas spring. Christmas week wasn't there. Christmas was like two and a half weeks. It was yeah. it was like a, a high school break, yeah. which was cool. So you got really short breaks over the course of that twenty months. Yeah, to come back and visit the colder in the winter weather and the hotter in the summer weather. Yeah, <laughs> so mm -hmm. up here in beautiful Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. How about Pennsylvania like really trending on TikTok? That was something else. I like it, but I like being from Pennsylvania. But I'm one of those people who when too many people like something that you like, I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't like it not anymore. feeling it anymore. Yeah. Or like yeah. I'm I'm the better liker than you. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, so do you like it offended if you like something first and then somebody else comes and likes it? You mean like a, as if uh, they like it more than you? No, as long as it's not a big group of people. Like, but like, let's say you were a really big fan of The Office, 
like before everybody else was. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else came and they're like, woo, the office, yeah. Would you be like, hey, get the fuck out? <laughs> hmm. It's my thing. If the office wasn't super well known, <laughs> then I would. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, but doesn't doesn't everything kind of become super well known? Yeah, I, I know. That yeah. point. Yeah, I know. So, Good point. So you don't want your the things you like to be super well known. Does that make sense to put it that way? Or just ah, do I you, don't know. Do or like, just do you like to like things that I, aren't very popular? Either well, either well known, but not liked by a lot of people, or not well known, and not like I, I'm. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I'll Check I'll sit my I'll Nate. sit myself down in a psychiatrist chair for a while and okay, talk really to myself, and it'll it. be all right. Okay, I feel that. Yeah, Jordan, were you ever the type of person to do back to school shopping? A little bit. A little bit, just a little bit, Meaning but what, but like it, clothes shopping or like supplies uh, yeah shopping? yeah some clothes shopping some like uh like if I need a new backpack or something um I'd always make sure I'd have a couple new like folders and stuff for the different classes and I'd have right. color co- like yeah, all, all of them yeah all of them would have to be all of them would have to be different colors because then you just get mixed up yeah because like if you have two green folders doesn't make sense yeah. <laughs> and this kind of real quick this kind of ties into what we were talking about before Justin do you have colors to associate with certain subjects i do um kind of maybe not all of them but like science and green go together science and green go together for me math and blue go together for me see i don't know if i really have one for math and if i do it's probably red because i would put social studies stuff in like an orange category social studies to me is either yeah orange or that's the red for me right Math is just blue. I don't know. Math is blue. No. Um, Math is hard to say, though. Math is also, like, my favorite of the subjects, so that's kind of weird. What else is there? There's, like, English and literature, which would probably both be the same to me, but I don't really English might have be a, red. I don't know. I don't really have a color for that either. That's the... Okay. Because you have the four right. main colors, player one, two, three, four, blue, red, yellow, green, green. any of those. Um... Yeah, math to me is blue, uh, science green, and then we have red and yellow left. Don't you mean? And then English and social studies. Cyan, yellow, black, and magenta. Magenta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's a whole other thing. Don't get me rolling on that. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else does that. You kind of do it a little bit. You know. I definitely do it. You know, what's really interesting that I learned once is that we were both pretty into music at one point or another in life, and maybe someone watching this was too, but... Uh, one of the things that I always wish I had, and probably anybody that did like competitive music or just got really into music probably wished they had, was perfect pitch because it would just be so cool to have perfect oh, pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. And real quick ramble for anybody that doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Perfect pitch basically means that you can hear a pitch and just like know like that was a C, that was a D, that was an F, that was a G. You know, you like you just know what song or yeah, what song keys are played in, what key songs are played in if just by hearing them and it was always super cool and I met a couple of people with perfect pitch and like I went to like a band festival once and I had my pitch pipe backstage which is just like it's it, it sounds like a harmonica it's basically a little thing you use as a yeah I remember I remember seeing things. them the pitch pipes and yeah they used it in like pitch perfect and all that too like yeah it's a circular see like thing a, see like a group of people and they're like okay here we go guys it'd probably and be much like, better for plankton in that in that band yeah, geeks episode instead be. of running around the yeah. run through the whole harmonica yeah if you just had they the just pitch had pipe you just had to run around yeah that's a good point 
Because the other thing with a harmonica is that you have to breathe in and out, which is kind of weird. But anyway, the uh, the perfect pitch thing. But, yeah, I heard once. I don't entirely know if this is true, but I've seen... I used to be, like, really nerdy about it, and I tried to, like... Because it's, like, virtually impossible to, like, train yourself to have perfect pitch mm-hmm. after a certain age. It's, like, one of those you have to catch it in Acquire your, it your developmental stages like your early uh-huh. childhood and stuff and like if you were taught it back then you'd probably have it pretty well but if you don't catch it during that time yeah it's too late gone. done but you know i always tried yesterday and you can find these weird videos on youtube that are like you know or you can find like those like 10 hour long videos on youtube too that's just like playing a c over and over again and like different octaves and the idea is that it would like just imprint a C into your On brain, your, yeah. And then you'd have pretty good relative pitch to go from there. But one of the things I heard once was that some people have perfect pitch by way of like they see a certain color when a certain pitch is played. So like if you were to play an A at 440 hertz, which is like standard tuning for instruments, then like just this yeah, color, would a certain pop color would pop up. And I, I've heard of people who have that. Yes, no based off of what color it was, what pitch it was, and that'd be super cool. And some of those, like, YouTube training video things are like that, too. Like, it'll be, like, this really long video that'll be, like, this is an F, and they'll, like, play an F, and, like, the screen will just be yellow or something, and they'll be, like, this is a B, and then they'll play a B, and the screen will turn blue or something yeah, like that sure. stuff, too, mm-hmm. it's supposed to make, like, a connection. A connection. As because memory, about, yeah. yeah. As we've talked about on this before, you know, like your brain basically, or your memory more specifically, it's gamma waves runs off gamma. of yeah, runs <laughs> off of like certain triggers and stuff like that. Like we talked about in the one episode, how to study better, like changing your environment helps you because your brain connects the information you were taking in with what was going on around you. And if you really think about it, a lot of just like situations you remember in your life probably happened in like not entirely normal or comfortable environments for you. You probably remember things better when you're somewhere else. Yeah. So same thing, you know, if you can correlate. And I think that's why my brain and apparently your brain with subjects, but my brain likes to attach colors to things. So it probably helps me remember them to be quite honest. Probably does. Even if it is just like the months of the year. Or something like that. Yeah, it, any, it any correlation. Yeah, any correlation at all. And we did, like, way back when we did that episode with the periodic table of elements. And oh, yeah. And really pounding in on, like, the visualization element to that and how if you give yourself, like, this wacky, doesn't-make-sense, like, movie in your head, it makes it so much easier to just remember things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time I did it, I, like... I accidentally remembered the first ten elements to the periodic table because yeah, like wow, there's the power that little that little sequence, and then you're like, wow, I know this now. Mm-hmm. So it's weird how you can make all these ties with your brain and do stuff like that. So remember that as you're going back to school, folks. Justin, how did how did you prepare for a school year? Did did you or not, not really. really? Okay, no, um, yeah. No, I, in grade school, middle school, high school, well, elementary school, I don't really even remember too much what I did like to prepare, but yeah, not much in those days. It was 
like throw out all my papers from last year and use the same folders over again until they're literally like falling apart. I know my yeah, mine would fall apart a lot. Yeah, and you know stuff like that. Uh, I've like this is gonna be a fun one. I've like never gone clothes shopping in my life really Mm -hmm. because I was very tiny growing up. So I got hand me downs thrown at me at the freaking wazoo yeah I had, a, I had a lot of those too i mean and i went clothes shopping but i yeah i had a lot of hand-me-downs so like i never really went to buy clothes until a certain point now once i got to college and i started like having my own money and stuff i would go and buy i'd buy I'm sure a, you like or something well no not even clothes oh. i mean sometimes but not relevant to school yeah. but no i'd go i'd buy i'd know how many classes i was taking that semester so i'd buy binders for each one like three ring normal one inch three ring binders uh-huh. for each class um all of them would be black come college time i did used to color code stuff but at a certain point i just got all black bought some labels and just yeah you, yeah you gotta there. do it yeah yeah that's also easier to do in college because like in high school it was nice nice trying to have stuff color coded because like you have like four minutes in between classes and you like run to your locker and you're mm-hmm. like grab this stuff and then like you go open in college I had a dorm room and I had like hours between classes. So it was like the night before. Yeah. If I had like two classes in a row the next day before I went to bed the night before, I'd be like, here's history. Here's French. Put that stuff in my backpack. Perfect. Take it away. And then I'd have like three hours in between that, my next class. So I'd bring it back to my room, stick my next class's crap in there, take it there. So you can carry your backpack around everywhere and you have all this time and you can go to your room and, you can do all this other type of stuff in college or in high school. It's just like class, 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 lunch, class, class, class. Yeah. So. But by the way, just my opinion real quick. Um, I have seen where color correcting and labeling and sticky noting things too much drives people mad. Yeah. Like I think we all have that one or two friends that we've seen at least in high school, sometimes in college too, whether it's either cramming for a test or just general preparation where they go overboard, they sticky note everything, they color code everything, they label everything. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they're just that they're they're struggling to keep themselves afloat when during that time that you're doing all that preparation, right. you could just be learning the material right. or do whatever what you need I was, to do. I was about to be my two cents on is that I think they get too focused on like the process of making sure everything is different colors, making sure they have 37,000 different colors in there, that they don't put any effort into just learning the material they're supposed to. Yep. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, our pal Andre just wrote a book, and he actually talks out a little bit about that a little bit in his book when he talks about maximizing your time. And he used to say, and I'm right with him on this, that he got pretty good grades through high school and such and never studied for more than like 30 minutes maybe because it was just Mm. open up the book get what you think is important and like close it back up and now there's definitely like someone might come at me and be like well there's all this science that shows that like color coding and stuff helps and it does because of those triggers we're just yeah we we just talked about it we just proved your point yeah (laughs) for you but like yeah it does because if you write something in blue or highlighted in blue or something, like you're probably going to remember that. The problem comes when you spend all night highlighting... Highlighting every single yeah. line of First of words. All, if, you, yeah, if you highlight absolutely everything, that's not going to help you. Or when everything you highlighted in blue 
is not on the test. Because yeah. then not only you're helping yourself remember what you highlighted, but you're also helping yourself forget everything else that you didn't highlight. So it's Yeah, because like, because highlighting is just saying something is special. Yeah. 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 It's drawing attention to it. And I wish I could put into better words than I can, like my understanding of paying attention to something or really focusing on it, like consciously focusing on it. And like I said, I can't put it into words, so I can barely explain what I'm trying to put into words. Yeah. But like, yeah, when you're when your attention just goes somewhere else and you're not picking up on what's in front of you, like you can't expect to really know that and but i also think there's such a thing as like over concentration and things of that nature too and stuff like that then there are people on the other side of the coin who don't 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 prepare enough for college in the first couple of weeks they're like huh just gonna hang there's also this is a topic idea for the future but I, i there's also like a real split to me a part of the reason i think i did better than most in terms of my grades in college was because I made an effort to try to always like improve the intuitive part of my brain rather than the kind of memorize everything part of my brain, even though I have a really trained memory, but and a really good memory as most people would put it. But I, you know, I've kind of fallen in that. There's no such thing as a good and bad memory, but a trained oh, yeah. and untrained memory. Yeah. But like, I've always had good memory for the sake of putting it in layman's terms. And, but like, there's just this intuitive side to where it's like, if if you can't, instead of teaching yourself the answers to what's on the test, if you can teach yourself how to figure how to out figure the answers out. that are on the test, then you're golden, right? So it's like, no, it's kind of weird. Well, it's kind of like like take a take an example that we learned quite a long time ago. When you have a multiple choice answer, it's, does A make sense? No, cross it off. Does B make sense? No, yeah. cross it off. Yeah, like that's, like a, that that's I mean yeah. that's an easy example. But. Process of elimination. Well, yeah. What I was thinking is like it's like say we grew up and for some reason we learned to read by reading the preamble to the Constitution. Let's just take that as an example. But if that was like the very first thing we learned yeah. about how to read, we didn't mm-hmm. learn the alphabet or anything like that, we would just know that this particular combination of like hieroglyphics in front of us says symbols. We the people of the United States in order to form a more you know, all through yep. that we would know that, but then if we were shown any other combination of words or letters, wouldn't be able to do words, it. we wouldn't be able to read it because we wouldn't know how to put the pieces of the puzzle together. We would just we would understand we would this have puzzle. that puzzle, but none of the others. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like that, you know. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's All why. Right. I mean, I think my intuitive brain. I think math people are probably better at intuition because math is literally kind of just this process of working your way to the answer, as opposed to just remembering things and memorizing things more specifically. And also, if you get intuitive with things, it's probably going to stick with you better because, like. I think we can all relate to those tests we had in high school where like we learned all the information the night before, did well on the test. And if that test was in front of us again right now, we'd get a big No fat way, zero yeah. Like, not happening. Because like, we you know, so Yeah, you memorize yeah. for the short term, not the like long term. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I think intuition 
has a lot to do with that. And I think my brain runs more on intuition. Like I said, I have a good memory, but still kind of weird. Because, like, I always sucked at history mainly, and I was always good at math. And when you think about it, you know, history is just having to know what happened. Basically, there's not really a way to work your way back there. But math is like being given this and having to kind of put it. Yeah, you, yeah, you have the answer. Trust the process. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so there's all that. So yeah. You can also solve a Rubik's Cube, and that's like half intuition, half memory. But like the intuitive part of solving a Rubik's Cube, I've like always been able to do since I was a kid. And I know a lot of people that can solve one side of a Rubik's Cube because you can do that intuitively. Mm-hmm. But then after that, you have to like remember these sequences and stuff. So, oh, yeah. And you also have to remember like in what situations you use what sequences and all that crazy stuff. But yeah, it's pretty much how it works. Yeah, so there are multiple ways. So to solve a Rubik's Cube, there are multiple ways to skin a cat, and depending on right. the color of the cat, use a certain skinning method. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Sure. We could say it that way. All right. Not necessarily. It's all the same fundamentally, but like there are just kind of, there's like a very limited number of certain situations that could arise as you go through it. And there's like an algorithm for each thing. So it's like, I'm going to walk you through the the Rubik's Cube solving process right now, but not well enough for you to be able to do it, just for you to kind of get my point. But usually when you learn to solve one, you learn to solve, you have to learn to solve it in layers, first of all, not by sides, which is one of the biggest reasons that people can never figure these things out is because they think of it as solving the sides, sides. when really you have to solve for the pieces because certain pieces move with each other. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, all because, right. Because like, if you're thinking of a Rubik's Cube, there's like the white, and the blue, or say like the top and the side right in front of you, that piece right in the middle is always going to be white and blue. No matter which way you turn it, that piece is always going to be that. So that piece has to be that spot. Does that make sense? Am I making any yeah, type of sense right Yeah, now? yeah. So you have to think of it as solving for the pieces and not for the sides. But then essentially what you do, you start with a white cross, then you get the white layer, the first layer, which means the white side is done, and then on like like directly up from the white side. If the white side is like facing my palm, it would be like these would all be red. These would all be blue. These would all be orange. These would all be green, you know, around like that. Yeah. And then you would solve the next layer, which would be all the middle pieces. And then you'd have to go to the top layer. And huh. All right. It's kind of cool. So basic. Yeah, that's basically how it works. And there's different things that can like come up. Like when you get to the top, are you hearing that too? Mm-hmm. What I don't know. That? I don't know. Okay, that's cool. So, but yeah, once you get to the top layer, it's like there's different things that can come up and different algorithms you can follow and stuff. Basically, that's pretty neat. I didn't. Yeah. I never. And sometimes, like steps, just kind of. Sometimes you just get lucky and you like won't have to do the last entire step or something because it'll just already be Cause, solved. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. It's spelled out for you then. And if you happen to be like a super weirdo freaky genius, like I think it's 22 moves. Like any Rubik's Cube can be solved in 22 moves or less. So and there, and and any like Rubik's Cube of any size? Any standard 3x3 three three okay. Rubik's Cube, yeah. Yeah. Can be solved in 22 moves or less, which is weird because there's like millions of different possibilities for it to be 
you know, screwed up, but yeah, it can always be solved in 22 or less. Or I, I don't know if 22 is the exact number, but it's something That's like that. That's super neat. And then all those people who do the Rubik's Cube competitions, it's just how yeah. how quick can you go through the 22 in pretty much probably five seconds, six seconds. The 22. There are also different methods for speed cubing and stuff like that. Like there's the general method that you learn where you do the white cross and then you do the bottom layer and then the middle layer and then the yellow cross and the top layer and then the rest of it comes together. There's also something that I think is called like the, uh, oh, I forget her name. It's named after some like old timey speed cuber. It's like the Jessica Friedrich method or Friedman method or something like that. Okay. But it's basically, it's basically the same thing except in that method you're solving the first two layers like at the same time. So it's faster and then there's all this other crazy stuff that if you get really into it, there's like different ways that you can orient the cube and they're just called like the OLL and the PLL and all this stuff. And I oh, probably wow. don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. And like different quicker ways to solve each part of it and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people can like do it blindfolded and stuff. They just like look, they get like 10 seconds to look at it. And then they put like a blindfold on and the judge like holds it like a paper in between their face and the Rubik's Cube. And they're just like... And it's like solved, and it's like, what the, f- what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So people can do that. People's brains are amazing. They are. And I think we ended on that note. Sure. Sounds good. That sound good. Jared, what should our fellow listeners slash watchers that actually made it this far do? Um, either the Dorito thing. They comment. Should, they should comment the your favorite thing. Dorito yeah. down below. Yeah. If not that, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe what you're most excited for yeah, going back to college. Yeah, something like that. Or if you're going to college for the first time or high school for the first time. I don't know. Or what, are you most, or what you're most nervous about. Yeah, maybe you're not going back to school like us for the first time and stuff like that. And uh, let us know all of it because we've been through all the school stuff pretty much combined. Mm-hmm. We've got experience with normal college we've got experience with dropping out of college we've got experience with online (laughs) we've got experience with also taking a year off of college online college weirdo college about to be online like we've we've yeah (laughs) we've hit all the marks yeah i guess so wow between Hmm. the two of us so neat except for i mean we have graduated from college we have hasn't graduated from college it's whole everything so we can answer any question you've got. Well, I can. Gerard will probably just tell him to answer your questions and he'll never actually get around to doing it. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> but okay. I think we can end it there. Right after you like or dislike the video, whatever you're feeling. And after you do that, or before you do that, hit the subscribe button wherever it is at the moment. Because as we get closer to the end of the video, more subscribe buttons are going to pop up. So for the love of God, hit them. Yeah. The end.